I want to share a word with you this morning from the Word of God. The, the, the theme for the Pathfinder Club for the year is, does anyone else know but me? <laughs> Chosen. Chosen, if you have not known. And I, I, I thank our Pathfinder for reading that scripture reading. But I want to turn to a familiar passage of scripture. I'm going to turn this on, and I know it's going to work, even though technology sometimes doesn't work, but I, I know it's going to work. I, I want to thank Bob uh, for all that he's done thus far for me. So, ah, you see, it's working beautifully. I want you to turn in your Bibles, if you will, uh, to uh, the book of Samuel, First Samuel. First Samuel. We're looking at a very familiar story. First Samuel, beginning uh, ch- chapter sixteen, beginning at verse eight. First Samuel, ch- chapter sixteen, beginning at verse eight. Let me tell you what I like to do. What I often do, I will put the scripture on the screen, at least some scripture. But I'd like for you to turn to it in your Bibles, regardless. Amen. Because there's something about when you turn to the scripture in your Bibles, when you go home throughout this week, the Holy Spirit is going to touch you and help you to go back, and you're going to see things that I didn't even bring out. Amen? So please, turn in your Bibles. 1 Samuel, chapter 16. I know our pathfinders have it already. Amen? Amen? (laughs) 1 Samuel, chapter 16, beginning at verse 8. What does the Bible say here? The Bible says, reading from the New King James Version, So Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Verse 9, Then Jesse made Shammai pass by, and he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Read it with me now. Verse 10, Thus Jesse made Seven of his sons passed before Samuel, and Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen these. Verse 11, And Samuel said to Jesse, Are all the young men here? Then he said, There remains yet, what everybody? The youngest. There remains yet the youngest. I want to share a message with you today entitled, There's Still the Youngest. Turn to somebody and say, There's Still the Youngest. Turn to somebody next to you. Somebody next to you and say, There's Still the Youngest. There's Still the Youngest. Please bow your heads with me as we pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we've come. Many are not here today, they have traveled. For safety, but we trust that they are worshiping you today along with us. We're thankful for your protection. We're thankful for your mercy. We've come to hear a word from you. We ask that your Holy Spirit will even come by here now, in the midst of this situation that has transpired in this particular area of Florida. We ask that you would just come by here on this your Holy Sabbath. Give us a word. Touch our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. There's still the youngest. Uh, Samuel, 
Samuel, after mourning the fact that Saul had been rejected as king, is asked by the Lord to go and anoint Saul's successor. You know the story. In 1 Samuel 16, verse 1, God says to Samuel, fill your horn with oil and go. I am sending you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king among his sons. But Samuel fears for his life. He believes Saul will kill him if he finds out that he's really going to anoint a new king. But God calms Samuel down. He calms his fears by giving him a plan to conceal his true mission. Take, take a sacrificial animal with you and tell the people that you have come <clears throat> to offer a sacrifice to the Lord. Then invite Jesse and his sons to the sacrificial ceremony. And I will tell you which one of his sons I have chosen to be the next king. That was God telling, talking to Samuel. So Samuel, Samuel did as the Lord said, but he did not tell anyone what his mission was all about. So Samuel arrives at Bethlehem, <clears throat> the place where Jesse and his family lived. He, invite, he invited Jesse and his sons to the sacrificial ceremony and told Jesse that the Lord was about to choose one of his sons. But Jesse had no idea about what God was going to do. He, he, he must have thought that one of his sons was going to be chosen to be Samuel's assistant, his helper. So Jesse had his sons appear before Samuel to see which one would be chosen. The first one, the first one, the oldest, Eliab, when Samuel saw him, Samuel said to himself, surely, surely this is the Lord's anointed. You see, Eliab had that look. He had that kingly look. He was almost as tall as King Saul. You remember, the people wanted a king that was, uh, would rule over them, and, and, and they chose Saul. He was the tallest among the Israelites. Well, Eliab was almost as tall as Saul. I imagine that he was buff, had a lot of muscles, you know, well-built, chiseled. He had that, 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 that look, you know, there's always a look. Amen? You know, even today, there's a look. If you don't have that look, you can't fit in. If you don't have that look, you can't hang with us. If you're not wearing those name brand sneakers, have mercy. If it doesn't say Nike, you know, you know talking about the hurricane, I, I remember in one of my churches, Pastor, we were trying to give away some uh, clothing and, and, and so forth to the, the victims in Haiti. Remember when they had the hurricane down there? So, so, so we had some sneakers, some new sneakers. But they were not name brand sneakers. New sneakers. And it was taken down to Haiti. Uh, a person went on a mission trip. And the person came back to report what had happened. What they told us was that the kids refused to take those sneakers. They were like, well, do you have Nike? 
Do you have Adidas? <laughs> they didn't want the, the no-name brand sneakers. Now, I know that doesn't happen here at Tallahassee. I know, I, I know that. I know that. I know that. But, 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 but the look, Eliab, Eliab had that look. He had that look. Uh, and he was almost as tall as the, the current King Saul. But verse 7 says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his what? Physical stature. Because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For the Lord looks at the, or rather for man looks at the outward appearance. But the Lord looks at what, everybody? The Lord looks at the heart. You see, God doesn't judge the way we judge. The Lord said, be careful how you judge people. All man can see is outward appearance. But the Lord sees more than outward appearance. The Lord sees the heart, the inner being. The Lord sees true motives. The true motives of a person. The Lord sees us not just as we are, but he sees us as we can become. Huh? He sees our weaknesses, but he also sees our potential. Huh? He sees you as you are now, but he also knows and sees what you can become by his grace. You see, we judge by outward appearance. We judge by what happens or, 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 or even sometimes the poor mistakes, poor choices of our children, right? Then we hold that against them. But God, God looks beyond that. He, he knows when we learn from our mistakes. He knows what we can become. Eliab appeared before Samuel, but he was not chosen. Then another son appeared before Samuel. And then another, and another, until seven of Jesse's sons had appeared before him. But none of them were chosen. God told Samuel, listen now, God told Samuel that one of Jesse's sons would be the next king. But God rejected all seven, all seven of the sons of Jesse that appeared before Samuel. Now, 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 why would God tell him that one of Jesse's sons would be king and then reject all of them? Huh? Something was not right. The instructions from the Lord were clear. And if God did not choose any of the seven sons that were present, something was wrong. God couldn't have made a mistake. So Samuel asked Jesse the obvious question. Hey, are all of the young men here? Is there anyone missing? Well, then he said, this is Jesse, there remains yet the youngest. And there he is, keeping the sheep. There he is keeping the sheep. Jesse says, yes, there is someone else who is not here. He's watching the sheep. 
You see, Jesse had another son, another son who was missing from the gathering. He was Jesse's youngest son, who was busy doing his assigned chores and tending to the sheep. Jesse did not tell Samuel about his youngest son. Jesse overlooked his youngest son, David. Why? Why was David overlooked? Why didn't Jesse remember to call David when his sons were presented to Samuel? Maybe he felt that David was too young. Maybe he felt that he was not mature enough to be Samuel's helper. Maybe, maybe Jesse just wanted to focus on his eldest or the older sons. His focus was on the young adults in his family. You see, listen to me now. Today there is concern for the young adults of our churches. Young adults are leaving the church. Young people are graduating from high school. Graduating from high school, going off to college, never to return to the church that they grew up in. Those who were pathfinders, after they are finished with pathfindering, they are not choosing to become master guides. Some stay, praise the Lord, some stay and some come back home after college. But many do not. And the church is very concerned. And we're trying to think of all kinds of programs to keep our young adults in the church. And we need to, listen, we need to do all that we can to keep and grow our young adult population. Amen? Amen. But I want to suggest, I want to suggest that in order to keep our young people in the church, we cannot wait until they are young adults. Huh? We cannot wait until they're young adults. We cannot wait until they're in their late teens and try to have special worship services for them. Huh? All of that is good. But I want to suggest that we have to begin to concentrate on them while they are still young. Yeah? As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, the younger the better. In the book, in the book, A New Kind of Leader, Reggie Joyner says, says the following. Read it with me. What you do for a child is more important than what you do for them later as an adult. Wow. huh? Let me, let me continue. Let me continue. He says, what you do for a child is like making an investment. It gains more value over time. Huh? He says, listen, the sooner you start paying in, the greater the return will be later. The longer you wait... 
The longer you wait, the less you earn. Are you following me? Huh? Making deposits in someone's life while they are young will earn more interest. When you wait until they're adults, the gains are slower. My message is simply this. Don't neglect the youngest ones. Don't neglect the youngest ones. Did I have that on there? Yeah, yeah. Making, making deposits in someone's life while they are young will earn more interest. When you wait until they're adults, the gains are so, does it make sense? Huh? Does it make sense? As a matter of fact, I don't know if I have it in here. I don't know. I don't believe I have it in the slide. But he goes on to say this. That, uh, hold on to your seats. So hold on to the person next to you. He says, kids matter. Kids matter? Listen to what he said. And this one, this one rocked me. He said, kids matter. More than adults. <laughs> I was like, whoa, time out, time out. No, 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 no. As a pastor, the first thing I said, said, to, said to myself was, uh, so kids pay tithe and offering? <laughs> kids are going to keep the lights on? Huh? Kids are going to keep the air conditioning going? Do they have jobs? <laughs> You're telling me kids matter more? Who said yes? <laughs> you, you tell me kids matter more than adults? Here was his point. His point was simply focusing on the fact that, you see, in order for the church to continue to live, Amen. we have to invest in our children. Yes. And as you invest in your children, the church thrives. As a matter of fact, he goes on to explain that, listen, it may seem as though if you're focusing so much on the kids and, and, and pouring resources into the kids, you may think, well, is the church, uh, our church is declining? But actually it doesn't. Tides and offerings go up. Where their children, guess what? They're adults. <laughs> They're parents. Your church begins to grow. In order for the church not to die... We need to have a thriving youth program, young people's program. Amen? That's why it's important to support Pathfinders. It's important to begin an, an adventure club. Can I talk about an adventure club for a second? Listen, you, see, you start an adventure club. I remember in my last church, Pastor Suarez, my last church, the adventurers were kicking it. That's slang. <laughs> I mean, they had it going on to the point where I had a multitude of young adult couples coming to the church because the adventure program was so robust, everybody was coming. The church was just overflowing with young adult families. Adventure club, amen? Oh, where was I? Where was I? Where was I? Oh, no, too far. <laughs> let me go, let me go. So, 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 don't neglect the young ones. Remember, they will grow up to be young adults. Huh? And by that time, it may be too late to keep them in the church. Don't neglect the young ones. So, 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 so Samuel, Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 16. I'm going to read it here. I'm going to read it. I'm not going to put it on the screen. 1 Samuel chapter 16, beginning at verse 11, the second half of verse 11 through 12. And Samuel said to Jesse, 
Send and bring him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. So he sent and brought him in. Now he was, talking about David, he was ruddy with bright eyes and good looking. And the Lord said, arise, anoint him, for this is the one. Huh? Of all of Jesse's sons, God chose the youngest one. Huh? David, look at that. I mean, David was a pretty boy. He was ruddy. I mean, he had a tan. He had bright eyes. They were beautiful eyes. He was looking like a little pretty boy. But this is who God chose. Huh? He chose the one who was left out. He chose the one who was overlooked. He chose the youngest. He chose the smallest. And he chose the one that they least expected. And the Bible says, the Bible goes on to say, it tells us that when Saul anointed David, the spirit of the Lord came upon David, came upon David from that day forward. Are you listening to me? The spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. As a young man, David was filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit of the Lord remained on him. Yes, listen to me. Yes, he would make mistakes. He wasn't perfect. But even when he made terrible mistakes, he, would, uh, he was led to pray the prayer in Psalms 51.10 and 11. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. And do not take away your Holy Spirit from me. The Spirit of the Lord was upon David from that day forward. Isn't that what we want? Isn't that what we want? Don't we want the Spirit of the Lord to be upon our children? Don't we want the Spirit of the Lord to be upon them right now? While they're young? To lead them? To guide them? Will they make mistakes? Of course. David, a man after God's own heart, did he make mistakes? Yes, he did. But God was working with him, blessing him, developing something within him. God knew where David would end up by his grace. And he knows where these kids, he knows where these kids are going to end up by his grace. Amen. Well, the Spirit of the Lord was on him. And we want, the, we want them to fall in love with Jesus. The Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. And that's what we desire for our children, for the Spirit of the Lord to be upon them, to remain upon them all the way to adulthood. We want them to fall in love with Jesus and his church and while they are young so that when they become young adults, they will remain in love with Jesus and his church. Amen? And they will no longer, or rather, and when they're no longer adventurers and pathfinders, because they're not neglected by their church in their younger years, they will have a desire to remain in their church. Today, God is not neglecting the youngest among us. We may may neglect, but God doesn't neglect. 
Huh? He's not neglecting. God is choosing to use them. He's choosing to use them. I can imagine, even during this time right now, how God can use them to be of help and assistance to others. Huh? Young people, pathfinders, God is choosing to use you. He's choosing to use you. So let me tell you the story of Jonas Corona. Huh? Jonas Corona. When Jonas was how old? How old? Isn't that, is that a young age? When Jonas was six, he would go with his mom to help the homeless in the poor areas of Los Angeles. All right? He was deeply affected by seeing kids his age. Kids whose age? His age with nothing to eat, no clothes to wear, and no bed to sleep on at night. Right? At such a young age, he wasn't officially able to help with many volunteer programs. So he created his own. Huh? He was too young to be a part of the community relief effort. Oh, no, 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 you can't go with us. He was too young. Huh? Have you ever been told you're too young? Don't shake your head. They're looking. Just give me a wink. Huh? Too young. So what did he do? He created his own. Jonah started Love in the Mirror, which officially became a what? Nonprofit when the host of a TV show donated how much? $12,000 to his organization. Huh? This is what this young man did, right? Listen, kids, you're not too small. Don't ever say that you're too small. Don't ever think that you're too young for God to use you. Don't ever think that you're too small to make an impact. Amen. God is choosing you. You're never too small. Listen, if you think you're too small, if you think you're too small to have an impact, try going to bed with a mosquito in the room. Anybody ever try that? Does that, does that a mosquito have an impact? That little, I mean, you, 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 you're trying to impact, impact. Never too young. They're still the youngest. God has already chosen. He's already chosen our young people. Amen. The problem with us, I'm talking about the older ones now, I'm talking about the adults now, kids. Let me inform the kids of something they, they, they don't know. Listen, you see the problem with adults, sometimes we forget that we were young. See, see we, we, we forget that we were in your shoes because we're always just thinking of ourselves in our present situation. And we forget that we were just like you, not being used, being told not to do this, not to do that, not being encouraged. We forget that when we made mistakes, and the fact of the matter is, you know, sometimes because we remember our mistakes, we kind of project it on you. And uh, Is Tallahassee here? Oh, 
I'm talking to the kids. So, 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 so sometimes we forget that we were young like you and not realize that, listen, we're all in this journey together. God is going to use you just like he used us. God is going to be patient with you just like he was patient with us. Just like he is patient with us. God is going to give you grace just like he gives us grace. And guess what? Just as how we made it or we're making it by his grace, you're going to make it by his grace. Because at times we see you, we see your mistakes and we wish, oh, I wish... I wait. I'm closing now. I'm closing. I am closing now. I'm, oops. Time out. I'm closing. I'm closing. I'm going to. Is this thing being recorded, Bob? It is? Can you stop the recording for a second? <laughs> Would you trust God? You're going to be willing to allow God to work in them and through them? If that's your desire, would you stand to your feet? Stand to your feet if that's your desire. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. Your heads are bowed. Your eyes are closed. We're praying. We're praying. Father in heaven, oh Lord, we just want to thank you for choosing our children. For choosing to reveal yourself to them in your own way. For choosing To use them in your own way. You're blessing them and have blessed them with various gifts, talents. And you've placed them in various situations. You're growing them. There's a great potential in them. And you see it better than we do. At times, Lord, as a church, as families, we hold them back. We want to hold on to our generation and the way that we do things. Not allow them to be themselves. To have that experience, that walk with you. Similar to the walk that we've had. So Father, I'm praying today that you would just bless them. Help them to be all that you want them to be. Be with us as adults. Help us not to impede them. Not to stand in their way. Not to take away that rich experience from them that you have for them. Help us to support them. To minister. To believe and understand that just as you work through us and are working in us and through us. You are working through them. In these last days, the way that you work through us is not going to be the same as the way that you will work through them. The way that we worship you and ministered for you, may not be exactly the same. Principles don't change. Times change. We're glad that you're a God that never changes. That you love us, and you're willing to strive not only with us, but with our children. So bless them, keep them. We dedicate them to you. We dedicate ourselves to you. We continue to pray for the devastation in this area, and ask you to bless those who are suffering and help us to do what we can to be a blessing. We will always give you honor, glory, and praises. And while our eyes are closed, 
while our heads are bowed. There may be somebody here. There is somebody, not maybe. There's somebody here who needs to recommit their lives to you. They just want to raise their hand and say, Pastor, I need that special prayer of recommitment. They just want to raise their hands high and say, I need that special prayer of recommitment. Amen. God sees those hands. Somebody may be here that have not given themselves fully to you. Or maybe they've slipped. And only you know. They want to just raise their hands and say, yes, Lord, please. This is my opportunity to be reinstated. You want to just raise your hands. Amen. God sees those hands. So, Father, again, you've seen the hands. You know our condition. Please do for us what we can never do for ourselves. And we will give you all of the honor, the glory, and the praise. Because we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.